Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Hope you're well. Boy, breaking news. The CPI data came out this morning, and it looks like we are getting more disinflation. That number went down. It was below market expectations. So the next question becomes, what does the Fed do now? They continue to hike rates, or do they pause? They pivot? Let's get right into the details and go straight over to this article from CNBC. But before we do, I want to remind everyone to get their tickets to Rebel Capitalist Live. This is Orlando, May 12th to the 14th. It's coming up. We've got speakers like, there they are, Mike Maloney, Peter Schiff, Barnes, McElroy, Lynn Alden, Chris McIntosh, Simon Black, and many, many others. Check out rebelcapitalistlive.com ASAP and get your tickets. All right. Now let's shoot over to the news, the CPI news. Inflation rises just 0.1% in March. And let's remember that the prior two months, it went up to 0.4, My memory serves me right. Now we're back down. So month over month, we're seeing a decrease in inflation. But what most people focus on is what is it doing year over year? So we can see that the year over year has gone from, was it 6%, wasn't it? It was either 6 or 6.1%. And now it has gone all the way down to 5%. So the title goes on to say, as the Fed, the Fed rate hikes take hold. So they're attributing all of this disinflation to the Fed rate hikes. Key talking points, uh, what we just said about month over month, year over year, the uh, core, which is what the Fed pays most attention to, accelerated by 0.4% uh, to 5.6 year over year. Uh, that was right on expectations. So they say 0.6% increase in shelter costs was the smallest gain since November. When they say shelter, they're talking about owner equivalent rent. And if you watch my video talking about this yesterday from the real estate billionaire, he said their data lags significantly. So we should see further decreases uh, or further, we should see smaller increases moving forward, if not outright decreases in owner equivalent rent. And that would have a huge impact on the CPI moving forward because that's about 33, 33% of the overall metric. So here you can see a chart and that can tell us what it was. Yes, in February, it was 6%. Now for March, it has gone down to 5%, and that dotted line is less food and energy. So that's core inflation, what the Fed is paying most attention to, if you believe what they say. But uh, I want to point out that uh, this is one call that we got right on this channel. And uh, I've been, what, for probably a year now, nine months, something like that, I've been saying how I thought we would have well, first of all, during the Cerveza sickness, I said I thought we'd get massive inflation because, because of all the stimmy checks and whatnot. That was kind of a no-brainer, even though that Jerome Powell was saying that it was transitory. But then over the last nine months or so, I said, yeah, okay, we probably peaked out. We're probably going to get some disinflation, if not outright deflation, before we get the next wave of inflation. If you zoom out, I think that this entire decade is definitely going to be an inflationary decade. But Inflation and prices never go up in a straight line. It's always this roller coaster ride. So for those people who were actually paying attention to history, this should come as no surprise. I guess the question becomes, you know, if the yield curve is right and in 
or if the market is right, the Fed funds futures because they're predicting that the Fed is going to start dropping rates at the end of this summer, if not sooner. So if they actually start dropping rates, are they going to do so just because inflation is coming down? Or are they going to do it as a result of a crisis that is producing that deflationary impact? I think that's what we really need to think through. And in my interpretation of the data, I would suggest, or my base case, is the reason the Fed will drop rates, not because we have this Goldilocks economy, but because we have some sort of recession, if not depression, that forces them to drop rates very, very quickly. So we had a 3.5% drop in energy costs and an unchanged food index, and this is just month over month. Food at home fell, I guess they they break down food. It's uh, food at home, and then I think food when you're ordering from restaurants, I forgot how they phrase it, but food at home fell 0.3%, the first drop since September 2020, though it's still up 8.4% from a year ago. Egg prices, which had been soaring, tumbled 10.9% for the month. Huh, that's interesting. And then they referenced the shelter gain, 06 increase so they say that's the smallest gain since september but again the real estate billionaire that we referenced yesterday saying their their data is lagging and what he is seeing and he owns 125,000 apartment units is that rents are actually declining in many markets he says it's it's right now it's it's kind of fractured you can't just say all rents are coming down because in florida maybe texas arizona rents are still increasing slightly. But he said that's always how it works in these cycles. You never see all of them drop right at once. They start dropping in the weakest markets like California, and then you see an overall drop maybe six, nine months later. Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Hope you are well. Got a quick question for you. Are you someone that realizes we are headed straight for an economic recession? maybe even worse. Do you also realize that the government is trying to restrict your freedom, liberty, and privacy on a daily basis? We've all heard in the news lately about central bank digital currencies, and it's not a matter of if we get them. It's simply a matter of when. But although you know we're facing all of these problems, you don't know what to do about it. How do you protect your wealth or grow your wealth when we're dealing with a very volatile economic environment? Or how do you maintain or increase your freedom and privacy when we have this woke Orwellian government that's trying to micromanage your life? Well, fortunately, got some good news for you. I have set up an event that is focused on helping you, the rebel capitalist, find solutions to these problems. It's all set up to help you build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments. That event is Rebel Capitalist Live. It's going to be absolutely incredible. It's in Orlando, May 12th to the 14th. We're going to have speakers like Peter Schiff, Mike Maloney, Lynn Alden, Chris McIntosh, Brent Johnson, Jeff Snyder, Robert Barnes, just to name a few. So to get more information on how you can attend this incredible event that's going to give you actionable intel that will help you prepare for the rest of 2023 and beyond, go to rebelcapitalistlive.com and I will see you in Orlando.
So markets were still pricing in a 65% chance of a final 25% basis, excuse me, a 25 basis point hike in the May meeting. So Josh, while we're going through the rest of this article, can you pull up and let me know what the market is predicting now as far as their May meeting, please? It was virtually unchanged. Really? Yeah. It went down slightly, but it was, I mean, like unnoticeably slightly. But did the... uh, chance that they'd pause or uh, pivot increase at all uh i would have to check i'll find that right now thanks so here's a quote uh looks like from an economist as the economy slows consumer prices will decelerate further and should bring inflation closer to the fed's target rate and they always say this they, they always say this and completely exclude the probability of a recession or some sort of black swan event bringing inflation down as though the only thing that can possibly bring inflation down is just the Fed doing a great job. That's it. it. It's just bizarre to me, especially when you look at past, you know, the past 20 years and when we've had prices uh, decelerating, if not deflation going down, it's always been in a time of, of a crisis situation. I mean, look at, I think it was Q1 of 2009 when we had outright deflation. Was that just because the Fed did a great job? And we had this nice soft landing. <laughs> and that's another thing, too. They always say about a soft landing. When's the last time we had a soft landing, by the way, in a Fed rate hiking cycle? Ah, that's right. That would be never. So <laughs> since we've never had one, I, I'm just amazed that that's the market's base case. You hear all these professional economists on CNBC and Bloomberg, and they're not even acknowledging that we could have anything other then this beautiful soft landing and the fed is just going to do a magnificent job and that's what's bringing down this inflation never do they ever contemplate the possibility that inflation could be coming down because the economy sucks <laughs> because we're headed for a recession if not worse and when we get there inflation comes down a lot faster but that ain't because of the fed or them creating this beautiful soft landing It's because we've got a massive problem on our hands. And then the question for the inflationists, rightfully so, is what's the response to that recession, if not depression? What's the response to that crisis black swan that the yield curve is predicting? Boom, more fiscal, more monetary. You got it. And that's what takes us back into that inflationary roller coaster, exactly like we saw in the 1940s. 1947, inflation's up to 19%. By 1949, inflation down negative two. And then what does it do? It goes right back up to 10%. And the bottom line is that's exact exactly what I'm expecting now. That's exactly what I'm expecting to see throughout the rest of the 2020s. So how far will inflation go down? I don't know. I think it'll probably go down uh, significantly further uh, just due to what we will most likely see as far as this economic tsunami hitting the shore in 2023 or 2024. But then I agree with with the inflationists. And I agree with my buddy Peter Schiff that what's the Fed going to do? What's the government going to do? The exact same nonsense, the exact same playbook. They've only got one bag of, of trick or they've only got one tool in their toolkit. They sit there and say, we've got all these tools. What are you talking about? The only thing you can do is create bank reserves. (laughs) That's it. And the only thing the government can do is come out and spend more money. So, of course, this is what they're going to do. And uh, 
that's what takes us right into that next wave of inflation. So I don't think you should be in the inflation camp or deflation camp or disinflation camp. I think you should kind of be in both, depending on the time, with an overall macro view of the entire decade. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism, and make sure you're getting your tickets to Rebel Capitalist Live. <laughs> and I'll see you on the next video, and I'll see you in Orlando, May 12th to the 14th.